Today's guest hails from Jamaica, man. She is based out of New York City. She's a travel, lifestyle, and street photographer. She's a member of the Sony Alpha Collective, and she's also the founder of Moody Grams. Miss Shauna Wade, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you start the AOV community off with giving them a little bit of background information on yourself, Shauna? Uh, Well, uh, my name is Shauna. I live currently in New Jersey or the tri-state area. As uh, you know, I shoot in New York, Uh, mainly New York, I should say. Originally, I'm from the beautiful island of Jamaica. And I came here with a dream, like most people, most immigrants. And um, currently, I am a freelance photographer. Nice. And you are part of the Alpha Collective. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You are the founder of Moody Grams. Yes, I am a proud Alpha Collective member. um, And also, I am the proud owner of Moody Grams and Moody Ports on Instagram. Yeah, I forgot Moody Ports. Moody Ports. Yeah. Um, community. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll definitely get into to chatting about all of that stuff. Um, but to start, I'm curious, uh, how did you get into photography? Oh, my gosh. This is a story, but I'll give you the short version. So um, I wasn't really into photography initially. I mean, my goal was to be a financial representative. Like I was always into finance. I worked at the Bank of New York for many years, and a really great friend of mine, actually, he's on Instagram, at Johnny Utah X. He, I always admired his work on Instagram, and he would see me take pictures here and there with my camera or my phone, and he would be like, you know what, you should actually try to start something. Like, And I had just gotten a job in the city for the first time ever, and I always wanted that. So I was like, you know, I'll take that opportunity to take pictures around the city, but I wonder if people are going to be interested. You know, this is my thought. I'm like, I'm not a photographer. So, uh, so I basically just started like a photography page. This was his advice to me to start a photography page and post the pictures that I took there. And that's what I did. And as I got into it, I got into the community aspect of like taking pictures. I started meeting people. I went out to meetups and, you know, I just started gaining like, I was like, oh my God, this is so, like my creativity just started bursting out. I'm like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? So um, from there, it just blossomed. And uh, I would say about two years in, I decided to start full-time photography. It's everything just started. I mean, it really happened fast, to be honest with you. Um, my passion grew and I met all these people that were encouraging me to, you know, just go for it. They're like, you're really good. Just go for it. Try it. And I'm like, why not? What do I have to lose? I get to do what I what I love now. And it's the best thing ever. Who are some of those early people early on in your career that kind of were influences on you and uh, people that encourage you to keep going? Like I mentioned, my friend Johnny, um, Johnny Utah X. Uh, I have a really good friend, Sonic Space. He's um, the owner of Pursuit of Portraits. Uh, My friend Skinny was here, amazing portrait photographer. Uh, Mainly, I I have another friend, Keenan. His name is Key Pegs. And another really good friend of mine uh, is Mike. 
So those people, it was just like a, a like a really close knit set of people that helped and encouraged. And then as I built Moodygrams as well, I met other people in the community base, like you know having the community accounts, like Adam from Game of Tones and Eric from Way Too Ill. So it was just like a lot of people. It was so much support, and it was so good to have people tell me that I was good at something, and I could actually see it. And you, it sounds like you found like a whole new group of friends and stuff too. I made a lot of friends and actually friends that I could say they are my friends. Like those people that I actually mentioned to you, I speak to them often. Right. And so let's, I'm, I'm, so I'm curious. So not only are you a female photographer, but you're a African American female photographer, which is super rare. Yeah. You know, even just diversity, even on the male side is, uh, it's there, but it's even that's still rare. You are a very, very rare breed. Um, I'd love to, to chat about that a little bit. What's it, what's it like from your perspective? What are some of the pros and the cons that you've experienced over the last few years? Well, a lot of people point that out to me that, you know, I'm like the only black female that they know of or that they think is more pronounced on Instagram. And I would like to see that um, a little bit more, change a little bit more, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, I just love to see females in photography. Every time I host a meet, I'm always encouraging the women to come out and let's do it, Let's, let's get this, let's like start to dominate this field because it's really male dominated, you know what I mean? But um, to see black women involved in photography would be even extra amazing. And for me to see that, I would have to do like a, I would have to go to or um, attend events that's black, um, like either black hosted or centered around blacks. And, and I think that needs to change. I feel like we need more diversity. Um, so that would be a con, I would say. As far as pros, um, people like to have diversity. And because I am a black woman, it'd be nice to have me involved in, let's say, a campaign if it's surrounded around women. Then you could have like a black, a strong, educated black female like myself <laughs> involved in the project, which I appreciate and I, I, I you know, I'm really grateful for. But um, I would just love to see more of us around. What, what do you think are some things that we could do to raise awareness to get more, you know, African-American women and just more women of color in general involved in uh, photography and other creative fields? Well, what what I'm personally, what I wanted to do this year, but yeah. I think 2020 is canceled <laughs> by now. But um, what my goal was for this year was to actually try to be an advocate for that, to just try to get the word out there, to work with brands and work with, whoever would want to work with me to get the word out there, to get women involved. I I mean, women in general, I just wanted to um, have that support and know that if they want to give it a try and see if it's something they could do as a hobby, as a, as a career, whatever it is, they can do it because I feel like women think or feel like, you know, it's a male dominated industry, so they can't really do it. You know what I mean? Like that's the impression I get when I meet women, when I host my um, photo walks and you know, I'll have a male photographer and he'll have his girlfriend there and she's just walking around. I'm like, where's your camera? 
And she's like, oh, no, I'm just following my boyfriend, you know. And I'm like, yeah, but do you think you'd like it? She's like, yeah, it looks interesting, you know. And I'm like, you should give it a shot. And then it's so funny because the next meet I have, they'll come and they'll be like, oh, my God, this is so great. I love it. That's so rad. Yeah. So it's it, it really encourages me to encourage women to want to get into it more. Right. What if you did like a, um, just like an almost an all female types of photo walks to where they to where it's for them and they can come out and link up and get that sisterhood. And, and, and yeah, that know. was my goal for this year. <laughs> Honestly, that was um, what I was pushing to do this year. I was going to work with, you know, my Sony family to host an all female photography meet here and there, like throughout the year. And I actually wanted to travel to different cities as well and host all female meets, you know, just to give them advice, you know, give them information. Cause a lot of people don't know like the basics of what to do with the camera. Right. Or just be the, the, like, you know, the tiny support to whatever support they needed. So how did you start um, learning about the basics of photography? Oh, trial and error. Just getting out and shooting. Trial and yeah. error. I, I basically just got a camera and my friends was, were like, don't shoot in auto. So I was like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. Like, what is this? And they were like, just shoot in manual and figure it out. And what I did was I went online and I studied what an ISO was. And I was like, oh, my God, what's an aperture? It's so confusing. What do I do? <laughs> And eventually I got it. And, it, you know, you just have to keep trying. J- just keep working at it and eventually you'll get it. Most definitely. I think that's the fastest way to learn. Uh, yeah. YouTube's obviously a help, but it's not going to help you if you're not out shooting. So if you're just watching things or Hands reading things, on. you have mm-hmm. to also pair that with like being outside and just shooting, whether that's flowers or like, I feel like for a lot of people, it's like weird macro stuff. You just, cause you're just shooting <laughs> stuff around the house. So you, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this thing. So you're like taking the really weird photos, like the right. first couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But I mean, initially when I started I, looking back at my photos in the beginning, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> and then taking the photos is just half the battle. Right. Cause then you have to figure out how to edit. Right. Right. That's the, that's the second part of it. So um, it, it definitely was a journey for me and I'm still learning. I'm not going to say I'm like this amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, all my photos are like super amazing. I'm really proud of the work that I do. Yes. But, um, there's definitely room for improvement. There's always room for improvement, I believe and room to grow. Right. And actually I want to start getting into videography. I've always said that and I really need to take it seriously <laughs> and start doing it. So what's that? Uh- that's another one you want to get into? Yeah, definitely another goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Why, why video? Because I feel like if you could do photos and videos, you're like a powerhouse. Like right. video is like a new wave. Everybody's doing video. Right. Don't you feel that? Like every time I'm on Instagram, there's always somebody starting a something new with video. And I'm like, I need yeah. to get into this. I think, yeah. Definitely on Instagram, I think it's definitely becoming more prominent. I think photography is a lot easier to get into. Um, yeah. I'm one of those weird dudes that I started shooting video long, like, you know, over 20, you know, I started shooting skate videos in sixth grade. Oh, my in gosh. In college, I was shooting videos, and then I had my first video production company in 2011. And so wow. 
I was native video, but then I had to learn photography, which I think was a lot easier. Like after learning video, I think it's more challenging going backwards from photo to video. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I agree. I think storytelling, as far as trying to share things with people, video is just a much better format than, uh, still, I think there's a time and a place obviously for both mediums. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what about your moody style? Talk to me a little bit about uh, your photography style and how you developed that style and how that came about. That honestly was through inspiration of just various photographers that I saw on Instagram. Like, you know, I mentioned my friend Johnny. His work was really moody. There there was a few international photographers that I loved their work at the time. You know, their stuff is dark. Um, Currently, I like Mind's Eye. He's... Um, on Instagram as well. His stuff is really dark. I love it. And I used to be so into like just that. It it, it just made me feel a certain kind of way to see that kind of photo. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I wonder if I could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so dope. And it's different. It was something that was different, I felt like, because right. everybody had the bright, colorful, like sunny photos. And, and to me, it, 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 to me, it was boring. I don't want to say boring, but... Right. It's the only way I could describe it to me personally. So Jude, just Jude and Terry were also some of those early on guys that were shooting very dark, moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Jude Allen. Yeah. And Terry Asterix. Asterix. Yep. Yep. There's so many people. I, like I'm, my brain is going, <laughs> is going crazy right now. I can't even think. Oh, Flickman of oh, Black Soap. Yeah. Like all those guys just had really awesome, like amazingly moody photos. So it's just, you know, being friends with them and being inspired by their work. I was like, "Hmm, let me see. I wonder if I can, you know, do something on my own and get some moody stuff going on. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you specialize in any like specific type of photography or is there any type that you're more drawn to than others as far as like subject matter? Yeah. As far as, a specific type. I, I I don't like to box myself into you know one category. I love to do everything. I actually want to venture into wildlife photography. Wildlife. Uh huh. Any specific animals that you're obsessing <laughs> over shooting? <laughs> I, you know what? I've just been seeing a lot of wildlife photography lately, and I'm like, these are like amazing. Right. And to be able to add a kind of moody aspect to it, I I would love to try that. So well, marine life would be super cool too. Uh, I know a lot of people shoot like whales and dolphins, but there's also a lot more than whales and dolphins. And uh, yeah, and but then you have to be like underwater, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um yeah, we're gonna skip that for now. But Yeah, well, that's gonna we're gonna pause that one like twenty twenty, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no, I I really like street photography is definitely my 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 passion because I live in New York or I live close to New York and I'm always out there in the street shooting, so that really gets my you know, my creative juice going. But I love portrait, I love travel I love to travel. Right. Like I think travel and street photography are like the top two for me portraits and you know just everything to be honest with you i'm not gonna close anything out i liked your images you had like a a lot of really uh beautiful images from cuba oh my god from your i want to go back what was that like that in itself was an experience honestly like just just to experience the the people the culture you know the language the food Mm -hmm. it was just like wow 
and Cuba's like really close to Jamaica, so it's like um, <laughs> what took me so long, right? Right. But um, yeah, that 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 was definitely an experience, and um, I was trying to plan to go back this year with a few of my friends, but you know, you know how this year's going. So right, right. Uh, I'm curious. So your street photography, street photography is a really delicate thing. You have places like New York City where I think people are a little more open to having their photo taken and they're used to just like things going on. And then you have like, like I live in Boise, Idaho. If you go, yeah. down, if you go downtown and point a camera at someone, they're like, like it's, it's a going to be a conversation. It's not going to be like uh yeah. whatever we're going to keep going. So I'm curious like how you approach yeah. You know, how do you um, go about doing your street photography in New York? You just have to do it because most people aren't going to be keen to you taking their photos. And if you ask them, it takes away from the spontaneity, right? right. Like you don't want to just go up to, oh, I'm going to take your picture. And it, it, it's going to take away from that moment, I feel like. So you just have to do it. Like if you if if I'm walking and I see something happening between two people and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to capture that. I'm not going to stop them, stop their moment to ask, you know what I mean? I'm just going to take the photo. So you just really have to go for it. And, and a very good friend of mine that's so good at doing that is, uh, Paola Monaris. Mm. You know, Monaris, right? Of course. Uh, He knows Monaris. So (laughs) she's like the queen of just capturing people's emotions. And, and if you ask her, she's just like, just do it. You just got to take the photo. Like you can't stop to think just shoot. So what are you looking for when you're walking around in the streets? There's tons of people. Are you like finding a scene and then waiting for the right character to walk into the scene? Are you just looking for characters? Like, what are you looking for when you're out? That would be easy if you could do that. Right. (laughs) No, but honestly, I'm, just going out there just to capture people in the moment. Like, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, today is going to be, um, you know, lovers walking in hand in hand. Like, I don't do that. But if something happens like that, that I find is a moment that I want to capture, I'll capture it. But yeah. as far as planning, no. That could be a scavenger hunt, though, kind of like for yourself. Like, today we're going to capture <laughs> lovers holding hands. and then It really could just- be. You're right. <laughs> But um, but I mean, there are kind of themes that I would go with. Like in the winter, I'll chase steam, for instance, in the in the city. Okay. Because there's a lot of manholes that let out a lot of steam. Yeah, you guys and, you don't yeah, have that. Pretty. You don't have that Con- SF fog, but you got that New York steam. Yeah. New York steam right. <laughs> so that's something that I would do. Like you know, I'm gonna chase steam today, or you know, you'll have chasing light and shadow, like. You, you can have themes like that, but as far as what's going to happen, why, why you're looking for that stuff is you, you can't plan it. Uh, so you've done like some celebrity shooting with Quincy. <laughs> yes. You've, you've shot with him quite a bit. How did that, how did that like come about? <laughs> you know, that's a lot of people's dreams, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could shoot celebrities or shoot yeah. musicians. And so I'm curious to like how that uh, relationship came about and what that experience has been like for you. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, as as I got more into portraits, I realized that uh, not many people shoot male models, and that's another thing as well. There's always a lot of female uh, models around. Right. So I was like, you know, what? I need to broaden my spectrum. I love to like just do different things and be out of the box, right? So right. I was like, I need to get male models. So you know, I'm a fan of his, so I I seen him on Star when it was out 
and I ran into his page on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I was just looking at his pictures and it's like, he's so photogenic and just knows how to handle himself in front of the camera. So I was like, ah, let me, let me send him a DM. And I was like, he's probably never going to respond. But I said, let me just send him a DM. Let me be respectful for one and, you know, let him know I'm a professional and that I would just love to have the opportunity to shoot with him if ever at all. And he responded. And then from there, we just built a friendship. Like, we're actually cool. Like, he's such a dope person. Like, you would think, you know, being who he is, you know, he's his uh, Puff Daddy's son. And you know what I mean? Like, right. like all his credentials that he he wouldn't be cool. But he's just so down to earth and so cool. It's, it's really amazing to work with him. And I'm blessed. Yeah, for sure. Nice. It's been awesome. That's, yeah. That's rad. Let's see here. I'm trying to see if I have any other questions around. Uh, <laughs> You're running out of questions? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just for photography. Okay. Um, so I guess one of the last things, let's talk about, I'm super curious how you approach, like, do you have, like, when you're out shooting, whether it's in the city or in nature, like, do you have, like, a process on how you approach uh photographing various subjects or is it all just kind of depend on what your, you know, what the mood is or what you're doing that day? Yeah. uh, Well, first of all, I really like shooting at times where it's not as bright out. So I try to avoid going out in the mornings, like midday. So I try to go out a little bit later Mm -hmm. when the sun's going down a little bit. So the light's a little bit softer. I don't like shooting in harsh light too much. So that's one thing that I try to avoid. And um, as far as like my aesthetic, I try to keep my shutter speed really high. So it's a little bit darker if it's too bright out. So I kind of, I think that it really depends on the mood to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause right now I'm looking outside and it's really overcast and it's raining a little bit. I'm like, dang, I should be outside shooting right now. Right. So conditions, it, it definitely depends on the mood and conditions of the weather for sure. That. That would drive me more than anything else. What camera are you shooting on? Really? Sony, of course. I know. Which model? <laughs> I have the Sony A7 III. Okay. Amazing camera. Yeah. Right. I just gave uh, one away, actually, in Moodygrams. Yeah. I saw that. That was super rad. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your What's your go-to, go-to lens? My 24-70 G Master. Nice. That's my go-to zoom lens. But then my favorite prime lens is the 85, hands down. I love that. Gotcha. Um, for portraits or for portraits and landscapes? Portraits, landscapes, street photography. Love it. I do everything on an 85. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so let's go back into, I want to go back into your origin story a little bit. So you're originally from Jamaica. Yes. Born and raised in Jamaica. Born and yep. raised in Jamaica. Yep. Um, what was yeah, that man. like? Yeah, man. Hey, man. Uh, what was that like? Uh, growing up in the in the islands was amazing, to be honest with you. I, uh, uh, looking back now, I'm like, can I go back? Like, <laughs> everything was just so carefree. The weather was perfect. Uh, life wasn't always perfect, to be honest with you. I, I was a middle class um, citizen there, but um, it was definitely something I cherished. Now, looking back, I mean, back then I couldn't wait to come to America and just live the dream. But now that I'm an adult and <laughs> and I have bills and all this stuff, I'm like, oh, I could do I, I could give anything to go back. So I try to go back 
to, you know, just to get in touch with my roots, visit mm-hmm. my friends, visit my family and and just like take it down when I want when I want to be stress free. Mm-hmm. But um, it really was it's def- definitely a different a different feeling living here and living in the islands. Gotcha. Um, You've been to Jamaica? I haven't. I've been to the Bahamas. I, I want to go to Jamaica. It's definitely You have to. I know. It's on my list. Um, I enjoy visiting. Islands are fun to check out. I can't spend too yeah. much time there because I like – it depends on the island. I guess I haven't found an island that's like – Hawaii would be like my island where you could adventure and do like – there's oh, a lot yeah. more to do than just like be at the beach. Right. I went to Hawaii but before photography. So now I want to go back. As a photographer, right. yeah. <laughs> but when you do plan to go to Jamaica, yeah. we're going together, so I can show you around. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Moody Grams. Yeah. So, how did that come? Like, what was the vision behind that? Like, where did that? Where'd you come up with the idea? And like, yeah, how did that all come about? Because that was you were definitely one of the the very early early people. Uh, you were yeah. definitely part of the first wave of Instagram, you know, as far as personally being on Instagram, doing things and uh, with the your page. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I told you, I was inspired by a lot of these photographers that that shot really dark and moody. So back then, what, three years ago, I started I think I said, what, 2016, I started the page. So four years ago, mm-hmm. there, there wasn't really any like. Uh, what do you want to describe it as community pages mm-hmm. that displayed people's work of that stature. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start one. And then I would tell my friend and my friend was like, Oh, Sean, you're going to do that. Like everybody's doing something like that. It's, it's not going to work. And I was like, well, if my friend support me it would work, you know, this is what right. I'm telling him. <laughs> and, I, and, and, you know, besides what he said, I said, let me just start it. Let me just start this page. And, and, you know, I, I can at least help people to get their work out there, the underdogs, I said. And, you know, actually I started it and and I named it Moody Killers at first. <laughs> that was actually the name it had initially. Can I you believe that? That's so aggressive. Moody oh, my killers. gosh. I didn't <laughs> think about it until and I thank my friend all the time, Sonic. He had the um, pursuit of portrait page that yeah. I told you about he has. Yep. And Instagram um, suggested that page for him. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, how did you get suggested? He was like, you know, Instagram just suggested the page. So I sat and I was like, what if Instagram wanted to suggest my page? They're not going to suggest Moody Killers. Like, that's so horrible. Right. So so I was like, what would be a, an interesting name that would catch their attention and other people's? But I, I mainly thought about Instagram. So I was like, Moody Graham? So I looked up Moody Graham, but somebody had that name. Right. So I was like, well, it's going to be multiple images, so why not Moody Grams with the S? Right. And I looked it up. Nobody had the name. The hashtag was at zero. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I went, boom, changed it to Moody Grams. And it, from there, it just was a whirlwind. That's that's the only way I could describe it, like a whirlwind. It was amazing how the community responded. All right. Yeah, that was that's that's just crazy, a, I, right? I, yeah, I had no idea you're going moody. <laughs> that's really funny. Actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was very short lived. It was literally probably like a few days. Right. So, if I hadn't seen my friend um, and asked him about like how his page grew so fast, and he told me that, 
it probably would have still been Moody Killers. Right. So thank you, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the what are some of the some the, some of the things you wanted to work on with Moody Grams or do with Moody Grams going forward with the community that you've built over there? Yeah, so I definitely want to continue sharing people's work. Mm-hmm. That's what I had in mind initially, and that's what I can want to continue to do. And also, um, now that I have the capacity to help, I want to give back as much as I can. So I definitely want to continue working with different brands and do giveaways for people. Um, I also want to do educational stuff to help people that possibly want to get into photography and they don't know how to or, you know, they want to learn anything in photography or videography. Definitely wanted to start doing that this year as well. But, um, you know, I'm working on that. I want to get a YouTube started so I can start interviewing people like you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Just 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 different aspects of photography to help people in various ways. Right. That's definitely one. And and a big part of it is that I really want to give back more. Right. As much as I can. Yeah. Maybe you could do like some some type of, you know, women of diversity. Definitely. Built in deal. Um, yeah, no, that, that, like I said, that was a pl- my plan for this year right. to definitely work. I was definitely going to work with Sony um, as a partner to, to do some, you know, just women, women initiatives and get it out there, get the word out there that we want more women. Come on. Right. So yeah. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast and, and I don't, I don't normally talk about like how to grow your Instagram and like stuff about social media, but because mm-hmm. you've built such a large platform, you know, you guys have 1.2 million followers on Instagram. I'm curious for those at home that are wanting to grow their Instagram and do these things, like what are some of the steps that you took to grow the Moodygrams page and to build that thing out? Well, it definitely was a lot of hard work and I had people that helped me in the beginning. I had uh, Kristen, I had Ashley, I had Waluka, I had uh, a few girls. And I actually wanted it just to be a girl team initially. Yeah. I remember, so it I think it, it was like all girl mods yeah. early on in the... Yeah, so so even early on, I just wanted to empower women and be like, just have an all girls team. You know what I mean? So so I had those ladies helping me and it was a lot of hard work, Like like they know. <laughs> they could tell you I was on them as far as like posting and just keeping up with the algorithm and using hashtags, responding to people. You know, those are big things to to get your page going. Like you can't just post and and have people comment and not respond because they're going to lose interest. If you respond, they're going to be more into, oh, my gosh, they responded. So that's a big deal. Right. And um, just trying to keep up with the algorithm and, and with what's, I guess, in, you know, unfortunately, um, a lot of things on Instagram go with what's in or what's trending, mm-hmm. so to speak. So you really have to just stay, stay in touch with stuff like that, what's trending and the hashtag usage and just, you know, being engaging right. with your, you know, supporters. Those are all good tips. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think engage, engaging with your fans is obviously a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Easier for some to do than others, but... Uh, right. 
I think there's ways to engage, right? So if you can't engage with them directly all the time, like there's ways to engage in other ways. You can answer questions via videos or create content. Um, right. More or less like people are being heard. Like it's like someone's listening and uh, right. here's the information regarding, you know, your question, whatever it may be. So, Right. Yeah. But um, it, it definitely helps to have um, a team of people to help you. Right. That definitely um, is a, a huge factor in helping it. Because if you're doing it by yourself, you get, you know, sometimes you get busy yeah. or you know, you can't do it at a certain time and, 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 um, you have things going on. So if you have someone to help you, that's going to be a, a good thing as well. What are some ways that you have been successful with approaching brands, whether it's, whether it's from your personal page or the Moody Grams page, there's a lot of people obviously listening to this podcast that want to work with brands and, and do more brand work, but they don't really right. necessarily know how to reach out. So how does that, yeah. how does that, how's that uh, work for you? Well, for me personally, as a photographer, it's definitely through networking. Gotcha. That's, uh, and my friend Skinny, Skinny was here. He is such an angel. Like, he's been a huge help. Like, he knows everybody. What's Skinny's, <laughs> what's skinny's handle? <laughs> skinny was here. Skinny was here. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if I know Skinny. I'm sure. Skinny is, is awesome. So he, um, you know, he, he's been doing photography for a while now. So he's built his clientele Mm -hmm. and through building a clientele, I've learned they'll refer you to someone, you know what I mean? Or if, if you've worked with a brand and other brands will see that you've worked with them and want to work with you as long as your work is, you know, what they're looking for. Right. I, I know that he's told me that's what's worked. So it's definitely, um, you know, building your own clientele. And then from there, it's word of mouth. So which is networking. Mm-hmm. So if there are different if there are different events going on, you typically there are different so many events here in New York. You go out, you get your, your card, your business card. You introduce yourself to people. You put yourself out there and let them know that you're a photographer and introduce your work to them. And and that's how you land working. I mean, that's pretty much how, how I've done it. Uh, and skinny has been a big help. Like I mentioned, like he's, he's a good friend of mine and I appreciate him so much. We travel a lot together. I don't know if you noticed, like (laughs) we were always traveling together. So it's, it's just definitely just go out there and network. You got to put yourself out there in order to, to, you know, land those jobs and those gigs. Definitely. All right. Speaking of network, you're part of the alpha collective. Yes. And alpha female and alpha female, which is like the ultimate network. Yeah. Uh, what's that experience been like? Oh my gosh. Being a part of the alpha collective has been such a godsend to me. Like, like definitely I've made so many friends. Um, there's so many like amazingly talented people on that team. Like it, sometimes it, it's a little bit intimidating. Cause I'm like, I'm just starting photography. Like it's, uh, you know, I can't really even get on these guys levels, but they don't make you feel like that at all. Like the women on the team, like Manaris is part of the team. Um, Erin Outdoors is part of the team. There's there's Chrissy Beth. Like she's another really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. There's so many strong women on the team that it's it's just empowering, you know. And and of course the guys on the team too. They're that that's so talented. It makes you only want to work harder. 
So it, it, it's, it's definitely been a plus for my career because of the encouragement and the support that I get from my Alpha Collective family, for sure. How, I wouldn't, wouldn't give it away for the world. Um, no, that's, that's beautiful. And it seems like that's kind of like how most, most people feel that are, are part of the Alpha Collective organization. But I'm curious, there's a lot of people that want to get into the Alpha Collective or want to join. I know. Like, how do like, do you got any advice for anyone out there? That's, uh, I know to- I get so many DMS every day of people asking me and I wish I could answer that question and, and everybody be satisfied. But the only thing you could do is just fill out the application on the alpha collective, um, uh, alpha universe.com mm-hmm. on the Sony website. And, um, yeah, just fill out the application. And I mean, I, what are they looking for? I, I get it. They can go fill out the yeah, application, you know, I, but like, like, I can't even what are they say looking for? Because, like what, like uh, what's alpha what, co- like collective material? You know, I, I, it's such a hard question to answer because I, I'm not part of the team that, that, you know, right, that you're not on the, right. so yeah. I mean, initially when, when it first started two, three years ago, it was, different because they were they they were looking for everybody they didn't have anyone you know what i mean so it was great to have a diversity of people and i i I think i should say i shouldn't say it it, it was i feel it was easier then because you're building a team so you just pick from here and there and um i was fortunate that they saw my work and they reached out to me right because you know back then i didn't have to apply i was thank god (laughs) because you know, I'm I'm learning now that it's not easy, but you got. You, first of all, you ha- I feel like you have to be confident in your work. Mm-hmm. Be confident in your work. Do the best that you can do. Definitely use the hashtag. I can tell you that much. Use the Sony Alpha hashtag. You know, um, Alpha Collective, so that they can see your work. Gotcha. Because they follow the hashtag. I know that. And um, follow their page, of course. Engage in the community. You just have, like I said, it's networking. You got to put yourself out there. You got to make yourself be seen. Right? right? Yeah. Because if, if nobody sees you, they're not going to know you exist, right? Right. I guess, I mean, so it's easier, obviously, for someone like you to get out and network being in New York City uh, or people that live in LA and have lots of opportunities for events and stuff. But there's That's a lot true. of people that just live in middle America, you know, yeah. where it's just like there, there ain't nothing in Ohio, you know, uh, yeah. to go to. It's, it's unfortunate, and that's kind of why, um, you know, I was trying to plan like like a multi-city Meet up kind tour of and... tour to bring it to different cities because I, I get it. You know, major cities always have it. Miami, New York, L.A., mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco. Like, those are the typical places that people would go to have meets, right, or events. Mm-hmm. But then if you live further out you have to drive like three hours to get there and who who has the time to do that right so uh i think it's important to get like really get into the smaller community community to have everybody involved right trade shows are always a hot tip too for networking as far as the business side goes if you're trying to get clients and connect with people um it's it's been we don't really go there to to pick up business anymore but in the right. early days of AOV, like CES was like my stomping grounds. Like that's really like, that was like the Super Bowl. Like that was it. Like that was like the biggest opportunity of the year to go and like find awesome brands. And 
you know, to be able to go partner up with them and, and work with them. And right. uh, I found a lot of, you know, it was very beneficial to AOV in the early days to go to, you know, a trade show like the Consumer Electronics Show to meet with, you know, I'd come back with a stack of business cards and See? just start hitting everyone up and emailing everyone. And, you know, you and, turn and, down and, a lot and you deal with rejection and, and all that right. good stuff. But you, you start getting your you know, you start being able to communicate what you do more fluidly. You start understanding people's needs and uh, eventually start getting a few deals and then you do the good work and then it grows from there. But uh, so trade shows are also a really great thing to check out. See, that's, that's good that you told me that because um, honestly, I I never really went to trade shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never really went to it was more like events. I would go to go to, to be honest with you, <laughs> right, like social events. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, it's fun. You know, yeah. you want to have fun and then you want to, um, show your business side as well. Right. And then, uh, trade shows weren't really as accessible to me either. Much yeah. too much. Gotcha. Cause I can't fly to LA. Right. Whenever you, got WP, you got PPE photo plus expo in New York and like, yeah. But then uh, there's so many people there. So it's like, that's how they all are though. That's like it. That's what I say. It's this, like it's, it's competition. Yeah. It's intense. Like, I mean it, like you have like a marketing director's ear for like 30 seconds, you know, it's like like really competitive even without like being a huge location. So it's like, I'm like, how am I going to go? I'm going to be this tiny ant in a pool of, (laughs) you know, like so many other people. Right. Um, so what do you, what do you, what, what are your suggestions in a setting like that? Cause I would like to know, and I'm sure other people would like to know if um, you go to an event that hit that big, my suggestions. So let's, let's use an analogy. Let's think about this situation as like a dating situation. Let's say that you, you see a cute guy or you see a cute girl and you have, <laughs> you have 30 seconds. It's like, you know, like you can tell they're busy. So you don't want to be that weirdo. That's like trying to take up their time. Cause you know, she has a place to go or he has a place to go. <laughs> But you want to be remembered. So I think it's all about with a brand, like you want to set the hook. Like you want to go in with the, you want to go in with the haymaker, right? You want to throw the biggest punch you can throw in it. So it's like, what's your biggest asset? So like for you, I'll use you as an example since we're on the podcast. Like it could be Moody Grams. It could be like, hey, love what you guys are doing. Love your products. Been a long time user of, you know, the Sony headphones or whatever it may be. Right. you know, I have an audience of 1.2 million people on Instagram that are your target market, and uh, I'd love to chat with you sometime if 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 you feel interested. And it's that simple. You leave in well, his court, and he's going to be interested because he's like, "That's a lot. Like that's that's attention. That's an audience. Like right. I'm curious. Like, and then you you know don't over talk. You just drop a card, grab his card, and be like, "Hey, you know my name's Shauna. I'd love to shoot you an email. Can I get a you know quick card? Here's my card. He hands you a card." You smile and then you can even leverage your Instagram there, right? You can be like, hey, like do a quick story. He's stoked. You're like, oh my gosh, he's going to remember you. Throw him up. (laughs) Just met John from, you know, Sony headphones are doing great work. Love my headphones, whatever it may be. And so like that's one simple way to do that. that, You're dropping gems right now. That's really good information. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that one liner. So you want to have something. Something short and sweet because these people are busy and I do see a lot of people trying to like – they're trying to hold a meeting in the middle. I'm like, dude, trade <laughs> show is not the spot to try to sit down at someone and talk for 20 minutes. Like these guys are busy and a lot right. of times you get your feelings hurt because they're just like, hey, sorry, got to go. 
and they'll do that right. to you. And I know because I've experienced that. <laughs> right, right. I had to right. learn, you know. Uh, yep, and learn. And so. Okay. Uh, good stuff. That's good too. Look at that. Awesome. Uh, let's chat. I'm curious. Music. What type of music, music? do you listen to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big R&B fan. So when you're editing, you're listening to what? You're listening to this, so like genuine? I <laughs> I do. I listen to Mariah. I listen to Christina. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm such a like old 90, 90s. Yeah, 90s R&B. So my sister. 90s R&B, 90s hip hop. Like, yeah. I, I get to hip hop too, but it's, it's mainly R&B. I'm an R&B girl because I sing here and there. That's so funny. I grew up like despising R&B because my older sister had always listened to it. I had a sister that's <sighs> six years older. And so no. I was always exposed to like music before i probably should have been exposed to it or whatever it may be but r&b just killed me like i was into tupac <laughs> and all that stuff but i was like I, this art like genuine i just probably because he was like half naked and like no dudes <laughs> trying to like watch a half naked dude on t- like tv because <laughs> it's always yeah. mtv right back in the day so it's always okay. just like mtv on and music videos and i'm just like dude i'm not into r&b <laughs> yeah oh come on <laughs> No, you have to. You have to. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I listen to R&B, uh, mm. 90s uh, hip hop. Like, that always gets my, like, yeah, I'm, like, uh, dancing and going. <laughs> What's your, so does that, so when you're editing, so now that I know you're listening to R&B music, uh, what is your editing process like? Like, are you using, like, your own presets? Are you, uh, are there specific tools that, you like that are like oh like this is the most important tool to me within Lightroom or Photoshop. Yeah, so as as I started learning how to use Lightroom, I realized that I can make my own presets. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I forgot I forgot who actually pointed that out to me because the process used to be so long doing the same thing to a hundred photos right. from beginning to end, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me let me just save this this um, edit because it looks good, right? So I would save and edit and then um, I'd apply the edit. But then I knew that I had to change it again because not every photo is going to going to, you know, mesh well with the with a preset. Like you have to make the adjustments. You can't just put something on there and think it's going to look good. It doesn't happen like that, like maybe 90 percent of the time. Right. All right. So from there, I realized that I, I could have different presets as base to start the editing process. Mm-hmm. So every time now when I go into Lightroom, I have my presets to the left and I'll I'll think of the look I'm looking for for that particular photo, then I'll hit the preset that, that matches that mood mm-hmm. and then I'll move from there. So it like cuts my editing time down by like 50%. Gotcha. So that's valuable, right? Obviously, it sounds like you value your time. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really don't like sitting in front of the computer, especially if I have hundreds of images to edit for someone and I'm spending all day, right. you know, especially now that, you know, I, I, I think I told you I had an accident. My back hurts like crazy. I can't be sitting up all day, every day. Like, right. you know what I mean? So I have to be mindful of that. And, and having like a base preset to work with definitely cuts the time down. Nice. By having Mm-hmm. Are you doing, what are some of like the favorite campaigns that you've worked on with brands? Uh, I've worked with McAllen. 
a lot, a lot and they're usually fun because the last campaign that I worked on with them was was women and whiskey. And that's unusual, right? Because right. whiskey is like a hard liquor, right? right. So you would think women drink whiskey, but we do. Right. Not me specifically, but I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> like whiskey is really strong. I like my fruity drinks, but I just like that they they like working with women and, and they're introducing that fact that women do drink whiskey as well. All right. So they, that was they hook huh? you up with any nice scotch, like a McKellen twenty one fine oak. So. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah, um, McAllen is always like um, a cool brand to work with. I'm trying to work with the Jamaica Tourism Board because uh, obvious reasons. I'm Jamaican, and I feel like it would be great for me to bring my perspective of Jamaica to my community, so they could see from an actual Jamaican that lived there right. and photographer, <laughs> right? Right. So um, that's one thing that I'm working on presently. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who else do I like to? I, there's so many brands that I've worked with. I've worked with airline brands. United was a Google? fun one. Were you on the Pixel team? I'm on the Pixel team. So there what's, you go. what's that yes, like? Pixel. Uh, it's it's definitely um really, uh, it's creative, for sure. Because I used to shoot with my phone prior to picking up a camera. Yeah. So it's just like taking it back to basics, right? And they have so many great tools that you could work with on that Google. Have you tried that Google phone? Nah, the Google won't return my calls. Google, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm an iPhone guy. I can't. I just no, but the but the phone is for sure like amazing. Yeah, I did try and, the red the hydrogen. That they, huh? I, just, I did try the red hydrogen for a while because we were working with them. Sadly, that project fell through. Is a little too ambitious of red, but. Uh-huh. Sorry to hear that, but um, no, but I mean, they, we have a Google Pixel team, and everybody on the team is cool. I love them, and and the images look good. Yeah, no, they're. I, I must say, it definitely is. I, you know, had an iPhone as well, and I loved iPhone, but you know, it's just good to have diversity. There you go, diversity again. Yeah, right. Chris, Chris seems to love Google. Uh, you know, Chris, uh, you tech creative. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's definitely um an option if you're if you're like not like all about iPhone only, right? I'm one of those snobs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just works and like it just I don't know. When you're in yeah. the, when you're in their ecosystem, right, with all the the laptops and iPads and everything else, it just just works. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so um also I worked with United. That was a cool one that I did. I'm not sure if you saw I did um I campaign with them. Uh, that my United journey. Right. I did. I did. I might've saw you on my, was it on the plane? Like, was it on like a video? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think I saw you. It was so, it was such a cool experience. So, I mean, I've worked with them. I've worked with Cathay Pacific. There's, I've worked with W hotel, W hotel. Oh, one of my favorite brands to work with. You've been to W hotels. Yep. Oh, their hotels are amazing, especially in Shanghai and in Bali. Oh, let's not even get into that. So, <laughs> that's just like making me like so. I'm missing travel so much. But what's what's your favorite place that you've been to outside my of home? Country. Yeah. I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. I have two: Japan, definitely, and Thailand. Okay, and Th- Thailand. I've heard a lot about. Talk, talk to me about Japan. Oh, Japan. What can I not say about Japan? Like, I, I, I think 
<laughs> all my images that I've posted on Instagram, like shows like I have maybe like thousands of images from Japan. Street photography there is like a different world. And you know, I love street photography. So right. it's like so many opportunities for so many amazing photos. And the people are so nice. Like they don't care if you're taking pictures of them. Right. They're just, just the everyone's chucking the deuces and smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that one, right? You saw yeah. that shot. Yeah. So they're really, they're really just happy people and they're really inviting. And I've never had, I'm not going to say it's just a hundred percent of the time it's going to be like that. Cause you never know. But when I was there, I went there twice, both times. It, it was like great. I've never had a bad experience in Japan. So that's great. Thailand, oh, I love Thailand. And Bali. Yeah. So that's, those I, I hear that's like the new the Instagram central. Which one? Bali. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. what is what's up with Insta? First of all, Bali is like everyone's spot. Like that was like the digital nomad spot for a while. Like before, that was pre-influencer, right? They're like only like entrepreneur, like digital entrepreneurs were the people out traveling around the world and working from their laptop. And now really? it's now, yeah, that was pre pre Bali, the Instagram IG blow up hangout spot. But um, I hear it's like one of those spots where you can like walk around and there's just like you'll just recognize all these Instagrammers. What? No. <laughs> when was the it last was time like, you were there? Uh, I was there two years ago. Yeah, they this done, year's going to make two years. They done changed the game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, it sounds <laughs> really? like, yeah, it sounds, this is just what I hear. I haven't been. Yeah, I mean, um, it was not two years. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just find that kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, this, this September will make two years. So it's not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just it's just a nice place. It's it's warm. I love warm weather, mm-hmm. of course. And the people are nice, and you have get a lot for your money there. Right. Like one dollar is like five thousand dollars or something like of their <laughs> money. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Please, I forgot how much it was, but I couldn't believe it when they told me I'm like five thousand dollars for one dollar. Like, so you what's like me? a steak dinner cost in Thailand, like in Bali? I mean. We we stayed at the W Hotel, so you know it's going to be the equivalent of U.S. dollars. Right. So, you know, you go to the restaurants around there, they're going to charge you U.S. price. So, But if you go into the, the city city, it's right. different. You could get stuff for, like, real cheap. That's so interesting. I um, mm-hmm. love that about traveling abroad. Yeah. <laughs> this is, all this talk about traveling is making me want to get up and go, but. <laughs> I know. I was curious. So with you have a lot of things you're juggling, like you got the Alpha Collective, your personal page and, and, and personal uh, and professional work that you do through your uh, creative outlets. Then you have like the Moody Grams page, um, mm-hmm. Pixel Team, etc. How do you stay like disciplined? Like, do you have any specific like routines or anything that just kind of help you stay on top of everything and uh, you know what's my best friend? My phone and the schedule. <laughs> I have to put everything in a calendar. If not, I'm all over the place. So I'm I'm, I'm like most people. When you have a lot, it's overwhelming. Right. And when I get overwhelmed, I get really anxious. Mm-hmm. So to keep myself organized, I have to use my calendar, and that's been a big help to keep me like on track and keep me focused. 
And like today, if I didn't have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, for our interview, I mean, you did well reminding me. Right. And I did remember, but it's always good to have that extra help to that thing. Uh, you have this coming up in 30 minutes, like, you know, get prepared. Sure. And I like to be prepared. So that helps me to stay organized. That's re- that really is what I, my routine, like my calendar, seriously. Nice. Nothing, no cold showers, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. This is what keeps me in check. It says, Shauna, you have this in an hour. Get ready. Like, but, yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're coming up to the end of the episode here. I normally like to end the podcast, Shauna, with uh, our guests more or less sharing some words of encouragement with the listeners. And so... Uh, you can just treat this as if you were giving uh, some words of encouragement to your fans, your followers, uh, because they are listening. And uh, yeah, feel free to. Well, um, especially in these times that we're in, it's a different world. On certain times, I actually was struggling with, um, you know, if you follow me, you know, I, I was struggling with like being by myself cuz I'm quarantined alone here. I'm at home I live by myself. And you know, when you're with your when you're by yourself, your your thoughts can really like the mind is such a powerful thing, I learned. And your thoughts can really put you in a dark place. So my word of advice in these times is just to try to stay strong, reach out to your friends, your family, stay in touch with people cuz that's the only thing that's going to bring you through this. You can't do anything alone. Like I've definitely learned the hard way that you can't be alone. Like you can't do anything alone. You're going to need your friends. You're going to need your family. So uh, just try to stay active. You know, uh, if you're by yourself, take a walk and, you know, walk around a corner, or get some fresh air, uh, try to stay creative. I've been trying to, uh, you know, brush up on my photography, you know, watching documentaries, reading books, just try to stay active and and try to stay calm and 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 we're gonna get through this shauna wade yeah that would be my advice i have one last question for you oh that was the end but do you have a few more minutes i kind of want to go a little deeper into your experience of being a little lonely during uh the launch of the epidemic because i think there's a lot of people that are you know either dealt with that or still dealing with that and i think it'd be really neat to share your experience if you're open to it yeah. So, um, like, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier in the, the podcast, like I had an accident in January of this year mm-hmm. that my car was totaled. Like I was at a stoplight. I, my mom was in the car with me. I'm talking to my mom and out of nowhere, someone slams in the back of us. Uh, you know, come to find out the police report showed that uh, the person didn't slow down. The person didn't stop. Like they, they, they ended up in the back of my car, basically. So we had to go to the hospital. And like right now, I'm experiencing a lot of pain because I have herniated discs in my back and my neck. So I'm getting headaches, uh, you know, and, and it's it just makes me think about my future because I'm a photographer. I need to bend. I need to walk. I need to. And this is how I make a living. You know, I have not worked since January of this year. So, um, you know, and then being quarantined here alone and, you know, I, I went to physical therapy and they're telling me that herniated discs are permanent. You can't fix that. You can only maintain the pain by, you know, by getting epidurals. And I'm like, who has a time for that? Like, I'm a photographer. I need to work. I need to get out there. 
how am I going to, you know, I, I used to do 16 hour flights to Bali with no problem. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. every, everybody would complain, Oh, it's 16 hours so long. And I'm like, that's fine. I, I get to be in a new country and I don't mind traveling 16 hours, but now I got to think about how I'm going to travel because 16 hours is going to be really taxing on my back because right. it's not the same. It's never going to be the same. So I just had all these thoughts going through my mind and it really took a toll on me. It took me to a dark place and I, I cut myself off from everyone. And my friends and my family noticed that I wasn't around and they became worried because, <laughs> you know, where's Sean? I talked to her every day. And my friends came to my house. They checked on me and, you know, I was just expressing to them how I felt and they comforted me. And, and they said, look, you, you know, you're not alone. Like we're here. Like we get it. We understand. You can lean on us, you know, and and it really helped to take me out of that dark place that I was in. And, and that's why I said, like, you have to you have to have someone that you can reach out to family, friends, someone. So, you know, I, I don't know what your current situation is. If you have bad situations, like, especially now, like, throw that out the window. Like, that doesn't matter. There's so many people dying from this COVID disease. You know what I mean? Like, all the other stuff is irrelevant right now. Just talk to your friends, talk to your family, uh, your colleagues, your coworkers, whoever it is, that one person that you can reach out to. And if you're on the other end of the spectrum where you know that someone is having a hard time, reach out to them and say something because it's going to mean the world to them, like it meant to me when my friends came. So that's just my advice. Like, like you know, it's just a hard time and we need each other. Shauna Wade, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Dude, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know uh, that-, that was really hard, by the way, because I don't share I know. personal stuff with people, but... Right. You know, it's a different time, a different world. So, well, I could feel the energy when I called you. When you had text you, when you, because what you texted me what two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I Facetimed you, right? And you answered. I know. I was laying in bed like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, if if you guys have ever interacted with me, you know I'm the guy that will just Facetime you or send you a video message. <laughs> I, I make everyone uncomfortable because I catch them off guard. But yeah, it's like oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I could, you know, I could feel it. I could feel it then. Like it just, you know, the, you can kind of feel the loneliness. And I think a lot of people are, exp- you know, luckily for me, I have a fiance and, and a dog and a cat that I'm, you, oh, know, see? That, you know what I mean? So it's not that bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I couldn't imagine being, you know, five years ago, single prince downtown in his apartment, just by himself locked in there. You know, especially I wasn't in the same mindset that I am now and it would have just been, you know, difficult. And so I uh, appreciate right. you, you know, sharing the the being vulnerable and sharing the story with us. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that can relate to that. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, and you know, truly, if any anyone is going through any hard times or anything that, that like I experience is like I really feel for you and I'll pray for you. And, and I, I just hope that we just make it through this because it's not an easy time right now at all. And I know. Yeah. Just stay strong and keep the faith. Keep the faith, stay strong, and, and time. Only time can heal the pain. Yes. Michael Kiwanaka, baby. Yes. <laughs> awesome. 